known as Vignahartha, one who dispels all obstacles from our life, who is also known as Gajanan, who has the face of an elephant. This is a very beautiful uh, tradition wherein we collect the clay from the river banks and all and prepare a beautiful Ganesha idol and then we worship that Ganesha. Invoke his presence and worship for a few days. Some people keep Ganesha for one and a half days, or three days, five days, seven days, eleven days. And after worshipping, we again do the visarjan back into the river. So this is a very beautiful uh, tradition and also uh, symbolically it means that from that uh, formless Bhagwan comes into a particular form whom we worship and again merge that form into that formless. Also we bring that uh, mud from that, uh, from the river and all and make a beautiful idol and offer all our love, our gratitude, our uh, humility, joy, and then again put that soil back into earth. So it's a beautiful cycle is created of love and compassion and kindness into the world. So on this auspicious day, we are uh, beginning this uh, yadnya. So we'll just uh, sing one bhajan for Lord Ganesha and then we will begin. Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha, Pahimam. Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha, Pahimam. Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha, Rakshamam. Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha, Rakshamam. Jai Ganesha, Pahimam, Jai Ganesha, Rakshamam. Jai Ganesha, Pahimam, Jai Ganesha, Rakshamam. Jai Ganesha Pahimam, Jai Ganesha Rakshamam. Jai Ganesha Pahimam, Jai Ganesha Rakshamam. Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha, Jai Ganesha Pahimam.
जय गणेश जय गणेश जय गणेश रक्षमा जय गणेश जय गणेश जय गणेश रक्षमा जय गणेश रक्षमा जय गणेश रक्षमा क्षमा बोली श्री सिद्धि विनायक स्वामी भगवान की जय हरिओम वी हैव सीन फिफ्टीन चैप्टर्स ऑफ भगवद गीता इन विच भगवान हैज ऑलमोस्ट कंप्लीटेड हिज टीचिंग नाउ दिस सिक्सटीन चैप्टर इज अबाउट सम पॉइंट विच भगवान हैड मैंशन इन द नाइन्थ चैप्टर इज एलाबरेटिंग ऑन दोज पॉइंट्स देर आर मैनी कॉमेंट्रीज रिटर्न ऑन भगवद गीता बट भगवद गीता इज itself a commentary on itself what bhagwan explains or mentions in one chapter he explains in the other chapter so in the ninth chapter bhagwan talked about daivi and asuri sampatti all of us we have in us the divine as well as the devilish qualities all of us are potentially um, good and potentially bad also so both the qualities are there in each one of us because this uh, our mind our intellect our body is made up of these three gunas the sattva gun rajogun and tamogun and based on their uh, proportion in us we have the good and the bad if the sattva gun is more then we have some more positive qualities but if the tamogun is more then some negative qualities also are uh, seen but since all these three gunas are there in everyone we have in us both this positive as well as negative qualities in geeta bhagwan says that uh, when we take support of the positive qualities we evolve spiritually and when we lean towards the negative then we fall down so as a seeker of uh, that supreme reality we have to recognize these positive qualities and take their support that is our sadhana just keep on taking support of all that is positive all that will take us towards our goal and just neglect and be indifferent towards the negative and in order to uh, do this we have to recognize those qualities many times those qualities come in such a way that we might not be able to recognize them the good may come in the in the garb of a, a bad quality also it might appear to be bad 
or a bad quality might come in the garb of a good quality. So we should be able to recognize these qualities and should take the help or rely or lean towards the good and be indifferent towards the bad. So in order to uh, make us understand these qualities begins this uh, chapter. It's called the Daiva and Asuri Sampat Vivaga Yoga. The divine and the devilish qualities. So first Bhagwan in few verses, first three verses, verses he talks about the divine qualities and then he talks in detail about the devilish qualities and then tells us that one who takes support of this divine is liberated and one who takes support of that which is devilish is get stuck into this world, this samsara. These qualities express in us in the form of our thoughts. Also they express in the in our behavior. So when we study our thoughts and study our behavior, we will be able to recognize these qualities. If I am alone somewhere deep in the forest or in the cave and all, many times these qualities might not be seen or visible. But when I interact with people, when I am at home interacting with people or in the society, then these qualities come up, they surface, and we are able to recognize them. Even in the stories like of Ramayana, we have the three brothers. Who are the three brothers? Many three brothers were there. Ravan, Vivishan, and Kumbhakarna, who represent the three gunas, who also represents the, the, the good and the bad qualities. So Vivishan represents the Sattva Gun or the good quality. Ravan and Kumbhakarna represents the Rajogun and Tamogun and the negative qualities. And the more the negative qualities are expressed, the more person get into different types of uh, trouble or in bondage. So these uh, qualities have to be properly understood, recognized, and we take support. When we are sitting in meditation, also different types of thoughts come. So when we, we see a negative thought coming, we have to just be indifferent towards it. And when we see a positive thought coming, we have to support it, strengthen it, and that will take us to our supreme goal. So this is a very interesting uh, chapter which analyzes these qualities within us and uh, help us in our sadhana. So let us uh, begin. So let us chant the first verse. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha
अथ षोडशोध्याय श्रीभगवाच अभय सत्वसंशुद्धि ज्ञानयोगव्यवस्थि दानं दमश्च यज्ञश्च स्वाध्यायस्तप आर्जवम् अभयं सत्वसंशुद्धि ज्ञानयोगव्यवस्थि Uh, in the first uh, three verses, Bhagwan enumerates the Daivi Sampatti, the divine qualities with which a person is born. And we can also develop it. We can recognize these qualities within us and we can develop these qualities. We can strengthen these qualities. These are there within us. We can strengthen these qualities through our sadhana, through satsang, by contemplation, by associating with those who have such wonderful qualities, by invoking the blessings of the Lord, by prayer, we can invoke and develop these qualities within us. So what are those daivi sampatti? Bhagwan says, first is abhayam. Abhayam means fearlessness. First itself he talks about fearlessness. Abhayam sattvasam shuddhihi. Abhayam means total absence of fear. See, we have, if we observe ourselves, we have so much of uh, different types of fear might be there within us. There are some who have fear for the known, then we have fear for the unknown, we have fear of darkness, we have different types of phobias, different types of fears are there. And when we have fear, we cannot proceed further in life. People have fear of public speaking, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of success is also there. Fear of failure. Different types of fears are there. If we analyze this fear, we will find that fear is directly related to our attachment also. The more we are attached to a particular uh, object, a particular state, a particular uh, quality in us, the more we develop this fear. If I have too much of attachment to my body, then there is fear of disease, fear of death. If I have too much attachment to my wealth, then there is fear that somebody might take it away. Too much attachment to children, then fear that something might happen. So fear is directly related to our attachment also. 
then again fear is directly proportional to our ignorance the more we are ignorant about ourselves the more we are ignorant about the world in which we are living we have fear the scripture also talks about fear because of the sense of difference which we have when i think that i am a different individual the world is different from me god is different from me that also creates fear in our heart so different uh, causes different reasons might be there because of which a person has got fear the scripture says if you develop vairagya dispassion you can become fearless vairagya meva abhayam when we have total non attachment to our own body to our life to the objects around to people that might that will give rise to a sense of fearlessness but the real fearlessness happens when i come to understand and recognize my own nature who am i when i come to know because ultimately the fear is fear of dying fear of becoming non existent so when i come to know that i in my real nature is birthless and deathless when i come to know that even when the body falls down i do not die so there were lot of uh, these stories are there about this realized masters there is one story of uh, a master who interacted with alexander the great hmm? he came to india alexander the great only came na and he met one master a realized master and he wanted to take him with him so he said you please come with me he said no i don't want to go with you so he was furious because they don't uh, take this no for an answer you get annoyed this emperors and all so he said how dare you say no so he removed his talwar uh, his sword and he said i will cut your head and see it rolling down so the realized master laughed at him and he said i will also see it rolling down so what is so great about it he looked at his own body as we look at our dress see if somebody tells me that i will tear your dress and throw it down i will not have fear of death similarly a realized master is told that he will his body will be destroyed he will not have fear of death fear of becoming non existence so knowledge as well as uh, uh, non attachment give rise to fearlessness third thing which help us to become fearless is faith faith in some higher power faith in god faith in that supreme 
master, when we have that deep faith, we become fearless. There is a very beautiful story of a little girl who was uh, traveling in a ship with her mother, a big, vast, big ship. So suddenly the, 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 there was some uh, bad weather and the st- ship started uh, rocking and all and people got frightened. They thought that, oh, we will sink, we will die. And this, bur- uh, uh, this little girl was totally fearless. So someone asked her, that why are you so fearless? Are you not afraid? She says, no. She said, why? She said, my mother is with me. So if my mother is me, what is there to be frightened of? Similarly, those who have faith in the higher power, that whatever he wills happen, whatever he does is for my own good. Whatever belongs to me, nobody can take it away. Whatever lifespan I have been given, I will leave it completely. Nothing can happen to me without his will, without his wish. Jako rake sanya, mar sake na koi. One who is protected by the Supreme, nobody can destroy that person. So when we have this deep faith in that Supreme Reality, when we also have deep faith in our own ability, when we have proper understanding of my own nature, when I become free of my attachment, I develop this quality called fearlessness, which is very important. Therefore, Bhagwan mentioned it as first quality. Fear is the one thing which prevents us from walking this spiritual path also. Not only it prevents us from attaining a lot of things in this world, but it prevents us from walking this path of spirituality. We wonder that, okay, if I give up everything and follow this path, who will take care of me? What will happen? Where will I get my food? Who will give me my, uh, what you call, clothes? Where will I stay? What will happen to me in future? So that fear prevents us from walking this path. But when I become fearless, I move into an unknown territory also. Spirituality is about moving into unknown territory. Worldly pursuit is in the known territory only most of them. But spirituality is going, walking a path which is, uh, which is unknown. We don't know the goal. We do not comprehend it fully. We do not appreciate it fully. So only when we have that deep daring, we will walk this path. In the, in the last chapter of Bhagavad Gita, in the 18th chapter, Bhagavan tells Arjuna, you drop everything and surrender to me. Sarva dharman parityajya, maam ekam sharanam raja. You drop everything and surrender to me. I will take care of you. But we, we don't surrender because of fear. 
we are afraid that I don't know whether God will really protect me. There is fear. There is attachment to our worldly life and we don't surrender totally to that supreme reality, that divinity. So fearlessness when we have, we will be able to progress on our spiritual path. Even meditation will become effective with fearlessness. There is one text called uh, Ashtavakra Gita in which Ashtavakra great Rishi, he says that people are afraid of meditation also. Because in the deep state of meditation, we lose our ego. We lose our limited sense of I. And when we start losing it, when we start feeling that I will lose my that little ego, I don't go deep into meditation. So, abhayam is a very important quality. If we have it, we are lucky. If we don't have it in full measure, we have to develop it. A, a spiritual seeker should be totally fearless. And we, we see in, the, in our history also so many great uh, spiritual masters, totally fearless, free from fear of death, free from fear of any, any type of fear. Even Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi, even wild animals is to come, people, other people is to get scared, but is to just be fearless. And because of his state of fearlessness, even the wild animals is to give up their wildness, their cruelty, and is to become very peaceful and docile. So fearlessness, abhayam, is the first and the important Daivi Sampatti, divine quality. When a child is born, we find that even little children, sometimes they uh, present these qualities of fearlessness. But as they grow, the fear also starts coming. When we are very happy, we are fearless. When we become little sad, we are afraid also. But that is, uh, sometimes people, due to happiness, they show rashness also. So rashness is not fearlessness. Fearlessness is something different. So this is a very important quality we have to cultivate in us through prayer, through becoming non-attached, by gaining the right understanding and developing great faith in the Supreme. Then comes the next quality, Sattva Samshuddhihi, purity of our mind. The mind should be pure. See, mind has got various uh, emotions. So when we have some uh, negative emotions like uh, anger, jealousy, greed, uh, and uh, uh, pride, all these are considered as impurities of the mind. But the mind, when the mind becomes free of all these negative qualities, when the mind develops 
qualities like love, like compassion, kindness, generosity, then that mind is considered as pure mind. And this also, this qualities also can be developed by satsang, by by contemplation, by our sadhana like prayer, puja, japa, tapa, various types of sadhanas are mentioned by which we can develop this quality. And how do you know that the mind has become pure? The mind, pure mind also expresses as happiness and peace. When I am, when the mind is pure, unconditionally a person feels happy. That is the sign of a pure mind. Nirmal mana. Without any rhyme and reason, person feels very happy from within. Not happiness due to some condition, outward condition, but just happiness from within. That's the sign of a pure mind. Because pure mind is a happy mind. Pure mind is a peaceful mind. The happiness and peace is not something which we have to find outside. It is in the quality of our mind. If the mind is pure, we are happy. If the mind is impure, we experience sorrow, pain and all sorts of suffering. It doesn't depend on how much wealth we have. It doesn't depend what I have achieved in this world. It depends on the quality of a mind. A poor person may also be very happy with a pure mind. And a rich person with an impure mind will be miserable. So purity of the mind is a great sign of the divine quality. Purity itself is a divine quality. So it is said that mind has got the seven, six enemies. Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Madha and Matsara. If we can make the mind free of these six enemies, the mind can become, mind will become pure. Kama means excessive craving, desires, makes the mind restless. Wanting, too much of craving in our mind makes the mind restless and impure. That can be intelligently reduced. We won't go into details about how to reduce it and all. But intelligently we have to reduce our craving. Kama. Then Krodha. Anger. Anger also is related to our craving. The more we have craving and the more obstacles are there in the craving, more frustration and anger gets produced. So Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Greed, Moha, Confusion, Madha, Pride, Vanity, and Matsara, Jealousy. All these are negative qualities and the impurities of the mind. When through proper sadhana, when the mind becomes absolutely pure, or one who has got a pure mind, is a divine person, person with divine qualities. Sometimes a person is 
is born with such qualities. Therefore, later on Bhagavan will say, Abhijatasya Bharata, a person is born with such qualities. So, Sattva Samshuddhihi. Then comes Jnana Yoga Vavasthitihi. Jnana means knowledge. Knowledge which we can acquire through the scriptures and through our teacher about our own self. That is called Jnana here. Atmadi Padarthanam Avagamaha. Knowledge about who am I. Knowledge about what is my relationship with the world and my relationship with God. So when we study the scriptures, when we listen to our teacher, we gain this knowledge, right? Knowledge, right? Understanding. And when we put forth effort to experience what we have understood, that is called yoga. So know what the scriptures are saying, to comprehend what the scriptures are saying about our own self is called knowledge and to experience what we have understood is called yoga. So a person with divine qualities will develop that jidnyasa also. Jidnyasa means thirst to know. That is also another expression of the purity of our mind. When the mind becomes pure, we develop deep thirst or desire or this jidnyasa, desire to know who am I, who is God, what is my real nature, how I can become free of all my bondage. All these questions, sublime questions about the Supreme Self develops in a pure mind. When the mind is impure, it is extrovert. When the mind becomes pure, it is introvert, it looks within. When it is impure, it looks outside. So, so jnana yoga vavasthitihi. So, we should try to develop this proper knowledge by studying the scriptures and listening to our teacher and contemplating on this, whatever we have learned, whatever we have heard, we should contemplate and try to experience it by ourselves. In a deep state of meditation, we have to experience what we have understood. It is to, to understand something in the form of words is one thing, but to directly experience it is something else. It's like, for example, I understand through the books what is sleep is one thing, but actually going to sleep is something else. Right? Sometimes we do it during pravachan also. So to a person could not sleep, so he was very frustrated. He went to the market and brought, bought a few books on sleep. Sleep made easy. It a to Z about sleep. Sleeping for dummies. So many different types of books he bought. And he read those books. And he understood everything about sleep. But still he was wide awake. 
So to understand certain things is one thing, but to experience it is something else. So with the help of the scripture, we have to understand who am I. And then we have to meditate and actually experience our own self. So that is what is called Jnana Yoga Vavasthitihi. That uh, uh, desire or that uh, thirst to gain knowledge as well as gain the experience is also a divine quality. We don't find people just coming and studying the scriptures. Unless this quality is there, we will not be interested in the scripture. And this quality is an expression of our sattva gun. When the mind becomes pure, automatically that thirst for knowledge will arise and also thirst to experience it directly. So, abhayam sattva samshuddhihi jnana yoga vivasthitihi Then some more qualities. Danam. Danam means to give something in charity. Hmm? Dana is to share whatever I have with the world around me. Share my talents, share my knowledge, share my wealth, share my time, share my ability to with the world around. It's called Dana. Dana is not that you have to go specially and give something to someone, but whatever you have, we have to share. It's not about just giving wealth. It is about giving yourself. Our Pujya Gurudev used to say, it is not how much you give, but how much of yourself you give is important. One may give a lot of wealth, but still that heart may not be there. Or the intention may be something else. So, whatever we have, it is not meant for ourselves, but it is meant for everyone. Just as in nature also we find that water accumulates at one place, but it is not meant for that place. Different animals, birds, they come there and drink that water. Similarly, wealth can accumulate at one place. Some talent can accumulate at one place, but it is not meant for that place. It is meant for everyone. We are just trustees of that wealth. It is meant for Everyone, for all. So to share whatever I have with the world around me is called dana. And dana, if it is done, we become free of our greed. We also become free of attachment. And, and it helps us to progress in our spiritual journey. And it is such a wonderful thing that the more we give, the more we get also. The more we share, the more we will get. It's like the well. The more water you draw from that well, the more water will come into that well. From other other places it will come. If you look into the well, you will find that oh, only a very less quantity of water is there. But the more you draw that water, more water will come. Similarly, one may say that, oh, I have very little wealth with me. If I share, uh, nothing will remain with me. 
it is not like that the more we share the more will come into our life we will become ambassador of uh, of all this wealth we will be able to share it with the whole world so that is a very wonderful quality which a person has got danam there was one person who was so miser that he did not give anything he did not share anything with the world except he once he gave one rupee coin to someone and that too he thought it is a false coin so he just gave then he died and he went to went up in heaven this is a story ha huh? then they asked him that you have given only one rupee daan so you will get a opportunity to spend one day in swarga but the rest of the time you will have to go into hell only so what do you want to do first he said oh i will go to swarga first then he went to swarga and in swarga also all facilities are there hmm? lot of wealth and everything is there so what this fellow did he started doing dana in swarga swarga that way everyone is rich and everything is fine but still he whatever wealth he got he just gave it in dana so then they extended his stay by one more day because he had done some more dana then he started giving more dana and every day whatever wealth is to come to him and whatever he is to get is to share with everyone in swarga and in this way his his day started extending and even now he is in swarga <laughs> so is this a most uh, fascinating thing about daan it is said that a human being have this uh, bad quality of greed we have other bad qualities also but greed is one of our very negative quality there are these devatas whose uh, negative quality is to indulge in various types of pleasures then there are those asuras devils whose negative quality is to express anger krodh hmm? and human being they have this negative quality of greed so there is a story that once the devatas the asuras and the human being went to brahma ji the creator and they said please requested him that please give us some knowledge so brahma ji just he is a man of very less words he just said the to them bas that is your knowledge the so when the uh, asuras came he said the devatas came he said the and when the human beings came he said the so they did not know what is this the just as sometimes we get those text messages we don't know what it means no so the so the devatas they went to their teacher and asked them asked him that please tell us what is this the so the teacher said that all you devatas you have all the luxuries and all the facilities so you only indulge in various types of pleasures so seeking pleasure and indulging in pleasure is your most 
uh, what you call negative quality. So what you should do is have some restraint in life. So dhamma. So the means dhamma, restraint, control, self-control. That is your teaching. That is the teaching given to you by Brahmaji. Then the Asuras, they went to their teacher. They asked, what is the meaning of the? So the teacher said, you are very cruel. You have lot of anger and you do all, all harsh, violent things in life. So you should have daya. So for the Asuras, the teaching was given, the means daya, compassion. And human beings, they went to their teacher. Asked, what, what is the meaning of the? Says humans, we have greed. Greed is one of our worst quality. Keeping, holding more than what we want. More and more and more. So, we have to overcome this greed by dana. The means dana. Share whatever you have. Through sharing, not only you will benefit, but the whole world will benefit. So the dhanam is a very important daivi sampatti which we, if it is not there, we should cultivate it in us. Or it is hidden, we should cultivate in us. Then dhamaha, dhamma again means self-control, controlling our senses, restraining our senses from expressing something negative. See, it's like suppose somebody says something and I get angry. And in the fit of anger, I want to say something harsh or do something bad. At that moment, to restrain my senses, to control myself from expressing, is called Dhamma. Control over our senses is called Dhamma. So this is also a very important quality. And in life we will find that because of this lack of dhamma, we spoil our relationship, we spoil our life in various ways. Dhamma nahi hai. Control, no control over our tongue, no control over our expression and it spoils our life. So we should be able to control our expression. See, sometimes we might not be able to control our anger. That is also said that we should not have anger. But even if the anger comes, we should be able to control our tongue. When anger comes, the first thing we want to do is say something harsh, so that the other person gets totally pulverized. So, the best way to control anger is to control our tongue. So dhamaha it is called. Not to say something which is harsh and which will hurt the other person. And which will then when we when the anger goes away, we will ourselves feel bad about it. So dhamaha. Then yadnyaha. Yadnya means sacrifice, offering something to the totality. See, dana, we have seen that sharing something with the world around us. But yajna is offering to the totality. Like when we do puja, 
when we do uh, some special yajna, we are offering it to the totality. We are doing something for the benefit of the totality. It's called yajna. Like even prayer, when we pray that may all beings on earth be happy, that's called yajna. When I give some wealth or share some food and all with my neighbors or people around, that is dana. But when I pray sincerely that may all people on earth, may all beings on earth be free from disease, may be free from all sorrow and pain, that is called yadnya. You are offering your prayer for the welfare of the entire humanity or for the welfare of all beings. That's called yadnya. More about this yadnya we will see in the 17th chapter also. But this yadnya is a very important thing. So yadnya, this also a quality in a, it's a daivi quality which comes in our heart. See something happening in the other part of this world, we may not be able to do anything about it. But we can do yadnya. We can pray that may all those people be free of their trouble. We may not be able to uh, share our wealth with them. We may not be able to give our time to them. We may not be able to go there to that place and do something. But we can pray for their welfare. That's called yadnya. Puja also what we do is like a yadnya. Ki sarve bhavantu sukhinaha, sarve santu niramayaha, sarve bhadrani pashyantu makashchit dukha bhag bhavet. That may all be happy. May nobody suffer in this world. May all be free from all their disease and sorrow. That's called yadnya. Then swadhyay. Swadhyaya is, one meaning of Swadhyaya is study of the scriptures. Self-study. Studying the scriptures is called, by ourselves is called Swadhyaya. Every day to spend some time to study good books. If scriptures are not understandable, then every day we should spend some time to study, to read good books from which we can gain some knowledge. See, like Bhagavad Gita, you might have heard it, but every day we should spend some time to study it, to read it, to think about it. We have to refresh our knowledge regularly. Bhagavad Gita, Upanishad, Ramayana, Mahabharat, what you call Bhagavat, various our granthas are there. Even in our local uh, language, we have so many beautiful texts. And nowadays we have wonderful books also coming in the market. Good books. So to regularly read and refresh our knowledge is called Swadhyaya. It's very important. Some people do Pathana, but their part becomes mechanical. Sometimes people actually hire somebody else to do their part. That is even bad. Hamare ghar mein part hota hai roj. Ya, what? Roj vaha par Bhagavad Gita ka part hota hai. Somebody told our Pujya Gurudev. 
that we have this Bhagavad Gita chanting regularly in our house. Gurudev was quite impressed. He said, wonderful. Can you chant one shloka? He says, I don't know any shloka. But then you say, every day it is happening. We have hired one Panditji. He comes, he sits in the puja room. We lock the room also so that it doesn't disturb us. <laughs> and he chants. And we pay him. And he goes. Sometimes if he is in a hurry, he chants it much faster actually. And he goes. That is not uh, Swadhyaya. Swadhyaya means to study. And even sometimes mechanically people keep chanting. They feel that somehow you just finish it. That is not, uh, that is not proper. One has to study. Even if, uh, even if one studies one shloka, that also is better than just chanting blindly or mechanically hundreds of shlokas. So we have to chant it, contemplate on it, think about it. That's called swadhyay, self-study. Swadhyay also means swadhyayan, to contemplate and understand our own self. Discover a greater depth in yourself. See, we have various layers in, in our personality. Our scriptures talk about five layers. Annamai kosh, pranamai kosh, then manomai kosh, vidnyanamai kosh, anandamai kosh, and deep within is our self. Our self, our real nature is as though covered by five layers. So through self-study, we have to enter this Years through these five layers and recognize ourselves as we are. Every day we should be able to discover little bit more about ourselves. That's called self-study, swadhyaya, by asking the question, who am I? What is my real nature? And we have to experience ourselves. We are we have to transcend our thoughts and emotions to experience our own real nature. It is not about knowing myself with the help of words, but to knowing myself as I am. Not knowing about myself, but knowing myself as I am. That's called swadhyay, swadhyayan. And this is a quality in a divine person. Or a divine quality in a person. Swadhyaya. And this Swadhyaya becomes effective with Tapa. Tapa means Ekagrata. Concentration. Single pointedness. Tapa is translated as austerity. But austerity doesn't mean torturing the body. Some people they feel that by torturing the body they become more spiritual. So it is, tapa means to, to, to conserve our energy, our spiritual energy, our mental energy and direct it towards our goal. So our goal is to recognize our own self, to gain that state of enlightenment. So to focus our attention 
on our own self, that's pure self, is also called tapas. So tapaha is concentration, is a very important quality. Then arjavam, arjavam means straightforwardness, no crookedness. Our Arjuna's name is derived from this word only. Arjuna means one who is ruju, rujutvat, one who is straightforward. Straightforward means well-integrated person. Whatever his uh, conviction, in tune with one's conviction should be one's emotion. In tune with our emotion should be our action and our words. Then that person is called an integrated person, straightforward person. Straightforward person doesn't mean a person who insults everyone. Some people have this feeling that just to say whatever comes to your mind is called straightforward. Maito straightforward. I told him that your nose looks like a potato. <laughs> that is not called straightforward. Straightforward is, first of all, we should have some high sublime convictions. Based on that, in tune with that conviction should be our emotion. And in tune with our emotion should be our action and our speech. Whatever we say, we should do it. Whatever we do and say, we should feel it. And whatever we feel, we should be convinced about it. Then that such a person is called straightforward person. If we are not straightforward, then we create split in our personality. If our conviction is one, but our feelings go somewhere else, and our action goes in some other direction, then that person is totally disintegrated person. Such a disintegrated person will not be able to take this spiritual journey, will not be able to progress in, on his spiritual path, not only on spiritual path, but also on a worldly path. So, arjavam is a very important quality. Further, Bhagwan says in the next verse, some few more qualities are revealed. Ahim sa satyam akrodhaha. Tyagashantirapeshunam Daya Bhuteshvalo Luptvam Mardavam Hirachapalam Ahimsa Satyamakrodaha Tyagashantirapeshunam Ahimsa Satyam Akrodaha Tyagaha Shantihi Apaishunam Daya Bhuteshu Aloluptvam Mardavam Rihi and Achapalam. These are the qualities mentioned here of divine qualities. Ahimsa. Ahimsa means absence of Himsa. Absence of harming 
absence of the desire as well as absence of action which leads to harm of other beings hmm, or giving pain or sorrow or causing uh, sorrow to other beings absence of that is called ahimsa not only other being to ourself also some people they torture themselves also so much eh? so not to torture yourself and not to cause harm to other beings is called ahimsa see there are uh, though we are living in this world and though we have to survive by eating other beings you know jeevo jeevasya bhojanam that one being eats other being for its own survival but to cause minimum harm and pain and sorrow to other beings is called ahimsa some sort of some type of himsa might be there involved but to avoid it or to cause it as less as possible is called ahimsa himsa ka abhav some people have this um, uh, habit of causing pain not only physically but through their words and there are some people who cause pain and sorrow through their looks also eh? some people have very dangerous look so through their look through their words sometimes we cause pain and hurt to the other being so that is called himsa to avoid it is called ahimsa see a doctor a surgeon may do that operation and that operation may cause some pain and and trouble to that person but it is not considered as himsa because the intention is to cure that person the intention is not to cause pain but the intention is purposely to cause pain then that is called himsa so ahimsa is a very important quality and uh, it is considered to be the topmost in dharma it's called ahimsa paramo dharma it's the top quality which one should have if one wants to the one who follows the path of righteousness so this is the top quality in righteousness ahimsa if we don't have this ahimsa in us then we will be killing each other and within short time the whole earth will become free of all beings so ahimsa is a very important quality even while uh, we are uh, Uh, towards ourselves also we become more and more ahimsak we will our mind will start becoming more and more pure and we will be able to go deep in state of meditation so ahimsa is very important then satyam satyam is truthfulness to speak the truth to have all our vyavhar in truthfulness that's called सत्य सच बोलना चाहिए झूठ नहीं बोलना चाहिए सो ट्रुथफुलनेस इज ऑल्सो अ डिवाइन क्वालिटी सत्यम देन अक्रोध एब्सेंस ऑफ एंगर एब्सेंस ऑफ एंगर मीन्स एब्सेंस ऑफ एक्सप्रेसिंग एंगर अगेन लाइक दमा ओनली दैट इवन इफ समबडी से समथिंग विच कैन गिव राइज टू एंगर 
to control that anger is called a krodha. There are occasions where suddenly certain things happen and we become very angry. So to control that anger, to prevent that anger from expressing in this world is called akrodha. People justify their anger. Many people fall in love with their own anger. Good music. This is also practice of not getting angry. So anger is But still you try to avoid it. Don't express it. Because when you express, it gets spread out in the world. When you express it, then other person also express and it gets, uh, what you call, it increases. But suppose somebody says something and I don't get angry, then that anger gets dissolved. It gets nullified. It happened in the life of uh, Gautam Buddha. Once he was going with his disciple and he asked for bhiksha at one place and that person came out and started abusing him, cursing him, that you useless fellow. And he cursed him like anything, abused him. And Gautam Buddha, some of the disciples were quite strong and powerful. But Gautam Buddha was listening to him with total attention and calmness and lot of compassion in his heart. He was listening to that abuse. And after abusing, that fellow kept quiet. So his disciple asked him, should I go and give him back? He said, if you have taken it from him, then you give it back. (laughs) It is up to them to give, but it is up to us whether to take it or not. He has given me abuse, but I don't want it. So when I don't want, it goes back to the sender. So I have not taken it. It, I don't want it, so I have not taken it. So not to express anger, even if it comes in our mind, is called akrodha. It's also a very important quality. Then tyagaha. Tyaga is renunciation. Ability to renounce whatever is negative, whatever is not wanted, whatever is uh, is extra to renounce is called tyaga. Our uh, things and our wealth and other things which are there, which are too much extra, they should be renounced. So ability to say no, ability to renounce is called tyaga. It's also a very important quality. Tyagaha. Then shantihi. Shanti means peace. Quietitude of the mind, calmness of the mind, peace, antakaranasya upashamaha, shantihi, the mind remaining absolutely peaceful and quiet is also a divine quality. The mind becomes, remains peaceful when we, we become free of our cravings, when we become free of Negative qualities like fear, like uh, anger, jealousy, the mind becomes, remains calm. So calmness of the mind is also a very important 
divine quality. Then apaishunam, apaishunam, absence of crookedness, absence of, uh, some people have this quality of uh, saying something harsh or saying something negative about people. Absence of such quality is called apaishunam. Apaishunata parasmaya not to re, not to expose other person's defects and shortcomings is called apaishunta. We might see some defects in other person. We might see something which is not good, but not to express it, not to expose it unnecessarily. That is a wonderful quality. It's called apaishunta. Some people in the negative understanding of straightforwardness, they express their weaknesses, weaknesses of other people, but it should not be done. In Ramayana, Tulsidadji says, uh, Mahatma is one who is like a dress, who covers the, the defects of other person. Sometimes our, actually the dress and all, it, it covers also some of our defects. Too much belly and all, we can wear a particular type of dress. So similarly, we should cover the weaknesses of other people and bring out their strength, their positive qualities. That is called apaishunam. Then daya bhuteshu, daya, compassion towards all beings, developing the quality of compassion or having the quality of compassion towards all beings. What is compassion? Intense desire to remove the sorrow and pain of other being and also putting forth effort to remove their sorrow is called compassion. Suppose somebody is suffering to have intense desire that to remove that sorrow from that other person's life and to put forth effort to remove that sorrow. It's called compassion. It's not just keeping it in our mind. Oh, that I don't, to have desire that you should not have any sorrow is one thing, but to put forth effort so that the other person becomes free of sorrow is also part of compassion. Or Gurudev used to say, compassion is love in action. You have to put that love in action. Not just have a feeling but should do something about it. That's called compassion. Daya bhuteshu aloluptvam Absence of attachment to the pleasures of this, uh, of the senses is called aloluptvam. Freedom from attachment to pleasures of the senses is called aloluptvam. Then Mardavam, Mardavam means gentleness, softness in our personality, gentleness, that's called Mardavam. Then Rihi, Rihi is modesty, to feel shy about something negative, it's called modesty. Then Achapalam, absence of fickleness. Absence of fickleness of our mind, steadiness of our mind, 
if we decide to do something, we should remain steady in our decision, steady on our path. That's called achapalam, not fickle-minded, not changing every day and every moment, but steady in our behavior, steady in our decision, steady personality. So, achapalam. So, in this way, Bhagwan reveals the beautiful qualities, daivi quality, divine qualities, uh, which we can recognize in us, which we can develop through proper effort. More about this we will see in our class tomorrow. Shankaracharya. It's called Sri Dakshina Murti Stotram. This I had uh, spoken on this uh, during my camp at Adi Shankara Nilayam. This Adi Shankara Nilayam is the birthplace of uh, Bhagwan Sri Adi Shankaracharya ji. So it's a it was a beautiful camp, and the talks were recorded on Sri Dakshinamurti Stotram, which is a most uh, beautiful uh, text by Shankaracharya. So this is, uh, now we have uh, uh, printed it, the CDs are available, and I am releasing it. Hariyo. <laughs> 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 